Well, good morning and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCartane here from a rather wild and wet south coast of England this morning. Uh, Autumn is very definitely upon us. The wind is howling and the rain is chucking down, but compared to some other poor people in the rest of the world, we have our British rain is very sensible rain by comparison to the rain that you get in, in warmer climates. So and we did need it, to be honest. It's been really, really dry. But aside from that, welcome to The Plotting Shed. It's nice to talk to you again. As always, everything that I have or talk about in these little podcasts are available on The Plotting Shed. So if I'm talking about a particular garden design, you should see pictures of that on The Plotting Shed or on our garden design gallery. You can see that by visiting the website, which is plantplots.com forward slash customer design gallery. Today I thought I would resurrect the idea for a little series of podcast recordings that I'd put together called Inside the Mind of a Garden Design and I will hopefully review some of the garden designs that I've done over the last year, some of my favourite designs, and basically show you the thought process that went on to actually create the design because in that way if you understand the process and understand the questions that I ask as a designer when you look at your garden if you ask those or those questions or you ask similar questions then you might find some of the solutions to improving your garden will come to the fore. Now I do apologize as I always do I, I always intend to do a podcast on a much more regular basis but I'm also in the midst of trying to write a book and get all the pictures and everything sorted out and time just runs away with me so I vowed this morning I would record a podcast. This garden design was called Entropy. Now for those scientists amongst you, entropy is the level of order or disorder in in nature. It is uh, on the universe, you know, there is a natural progression to less and less order. The particular client had uh, found my website, as most of you do, while desperately trying to search for something to do with their garden. And she was going to be retiring soon, and she was a real passionate plants woman. She was a gardener, and she wanted to just immerse herself in a garden, but wanted a garden that would keep her interest, that had lots of different areas, that was not your normal garden and they'd had a number of landscapers in to have a look at what they could do but landscapers very often come up with landscape designs and not designs based on the plants and making it interesting so she bombarded me with with about 30 different photographs of lots of different angles from the garden uh, which is perfect because I can then see and get a really good feel for the garden. Now this was a slightly sloping garden. It was quite a long, uh, a longer garden, a narrow, and it was not a complete rectangle. The bottom of the garden was much wetter, and the the back fence, rather than being parallel with the house, was skewed off at a funny angle. And they were really trying to work out how they could lose that odd shape because they'd built their summer house at the bottom of the garden parallel to the back fence, so that the summer house was sitting askew which is fine, but they wanted to be able to tie the two areas together. They'd had a number of trees that they wanted to keep in the garden because those those were important. So I knew what we had to work with and I knew what I was trying to create. So it's funny actually where inspiration comes from with any garden design. And 
I knew that I, I needed to create lots of different areas that we could have different themes in each different section, but how you tie them together to make it not look dull and boring. And I stumbled across just a photograph of some crazy paving that somebody had laid on the internet. It was a Pinterest, I think it was. And this was just grey paving slabs and they were interspersed with pebbles um, that people had stuck into the concrete. So you had these very strong geometric, asymmetric lines all over the, this patio. And I thought, do you know what? That's the answer. We need to make this garden completely asymmetric. We need to have paths going in different directions that are different widths. We need to have um, the fact that when you walk down the garden, you can't take a straightforward route. You are sent off at different angles so that you have to explore the garden because this was something else that the client had said was they never go down to the bottom of the garden, really. They've got this beautiful summer house, but they just really sat at the top of the garden. Nothing enticed them down. So after a few sort of sketches that had gone back and forth you know we we, we realized that we we'd kind of hit on the right method basically the way that you construct a, an asymmetric garden is you think about the paths first because those are the those lines in the garden are what you see rather than creating asymmetric shaped borders you create the paths and the intersections between the paths creates the shapes of the border and that way the path becomes the dominant feature. You know, that's what you're looking for. And you can make the paths out of different materials. In this case, she could use gravel for some paths, or maybe there would be some old brick that you could lay as a little small intersecting path between two particular sections. You could have a path made of wood chip where it was under a slightly damper or woodier section, or you were under leaf fall or something like that. So you can make the paths interesting in themselves by using different mediums. And then in each border could have its own distinct personality. And this way you can really go to town in a, in a bed. You don't have to mix things up. You can kind of go, right, we can really, really explore this particular area and make this a unique little environment. There's an area for vegetables and for a small herb garden and for, uh, you know, for growing soft fruits. It gave us little odd shapes that we could kind of think, that particular space now is under a tree, it's quite shady, what would look really good there? Or this particular border that's sitting and abutting to the fence, they need a bit more privacy. So that border, we could really go to town with some really tall plants that would give some privacy as well as being beautiful to look at. And under the trees, because of the canopy of the trees, you know, we didn't, we couldn't really have really big shrubs. So what I wanted to create was near where they sit in the summer house or in the little seating area, real movement in the gardens. I had the idea that actually what we do is we create a swishing lawn. Within this asymmetric triangle shaped bed, having a real drift of, glass, of grasses that will just blow away in the breeze. By calling the garden entropy, it is a descent into disorder. That is what entropy is. So the top half of the garden was much more formal. It, so we created this real distinction in the two halves to say in the top half of the garden, we're going to be very normal. We're going to have a, have a lawn, but we're going to offset it. Um, we're going to have triangular shaped borders as a far more sort of formal parterre. But each border has its own theme because that way then we're linking 
the top half of the garden with the bottom half of the garden, although it's in a more structured way. And because we make everyone walk at an angle, the whole thing works together. Now, I have to say, it was lovely to be able to do this garden because most of the designs that I get asked to do, people are asking for a low maintenance, easy care, whereas this particular lady desperately wanted to be a gardener so we could put all sorts of really wonderful plants in there. Um, and that she could then expand and add to for years to come. So if you have a look on the website, uh, you will see the garden design. Um, it is an asymmetric garden design. It's on the Plotting Shed blog. You've been listening to another Plotting Shed podcast by me, Rachel McCartan. I hope you've enjoyed this little listen that we've put out for you. As always, all the information we have is available on the website, plantplots.com. You can also email me any queries or questions that you have, rachel at plantplots.com. Even if you've got ideas for what you would like us to talk about next, please do send anything through. The Plotting Shed blog is available on a link from the website. It's also available on other blogging sites such as Tumblr and Medium. Please take a look. If you'd like to donate to Plant Plots, it would be hugely appreciated. It would just, every little helps as they say. The link to make a donation is on the website. You can buy us a coffee. So thank you very much in advance if you do. And I shall talk to you again shortly. So thank you very much for listening. Until the next time.